the world has its own perception of the Bible. They see it as a message that condemns if one does not believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Bible is a message of hope because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible is not condemning us. We're already condemned by the sins that we commit. The psalmist reminds us in Psalm 19 and verse 1 that the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows forth his handiwork. Creation tells you that there is a God. There is no denying that even though the world tries in so many different ways to deny that God is. That we live in a world that he has created and that we are of his creation. Therefore, we have an obligation to him. But man chooses to want to ignore that and try to deny the consequences of that denial. John reminds us in the Gospel of John in chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. goes on to say that again he was involved in creation. Nothing created apart from him. That includes us, this world that we live in. And one day this world will come to an end. There are those who want to deny that as well. But who will acknowledge that there had to be a beginning. God created the beginning. And if there is a beginning, it is logical that there is a conclusion when it will cease to be. And the Father has set that time in his own mind. Paul, in writing to the Christians of his day, many of those who had come out of a Jewish background, thinking that they were a little bit superior to the Gentiles. We're wrestling with this thought that the gospel was for all. So what advantage did the Jew have over the Gentile? Entrusted to them were the oracles of God. Just that concept that God entrusted his word into the hands of men. If you take the time to do a study of the written word, it is without a doubt an amazing history. The Jews were committed with keeping it 
they strove to keep it faithfully, the written word, although at times they forgot how to live that written word in their lives. The scriptures that the Jewish people had would be the Old Testament. It would be written in the Hebrew language. And that process alone is fascinating. The Hebrews did not use vowels in their writing. They just used the consonants. And because of the preciousness of the written material, they never separated the words. There's just one constant line of consonants. And they were so convinced of it being God's word that if they doubled and triple checked if they found a mistake on that page, they would take it out and rewrite it. If it was on a scroll, some of them could be 42 feet long. If it was on a scroll and they find in one section of the scroll something that was not right, they would take out the section before it, the section after it, as well as that section and redo them all. They were committed to keeping the oracles of God. <coughs> Their care beyond comprehension. Their preciseness in what they did is amazing. I have a piece of a Hebrew scroll probably about 300, 350 years old. And if you look at it, it looks like it just came off almost like a printing press. The exactness, the, the, the height of the letters, they did all this by hand. All of that by hand to preserve the word of God. What advantage did the Jew have unto them who trusted the oracles of God? They had a misunderstanding. They misunderstood the promise of Abraham, or to, the promise to Abraham, that of him a great nation would be made and all the nations of the earth would be blessed. It wasn't the Jewish people that were the blessing. It was the oracles of God to give us that hope that God does care for us as individuals. John, excuse me, Peter, as he would be writing in 1 Peter chapter 4, down at verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as it were the oracles of God. Let the words of God be what is spoken. Let man understand. This is a command that God has for his people. That the world might know 
that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that believing on him, they might have life through his name. Is what John wrote in John 20, verses 30 and 31. A lot of things were done, a lot of things were said during the life of Jesus. But these were chosen that we might have life. The wonderful words of life. But those wonderful words of life teach that God is no respecter of persons, that all will give an answer one day to the Creator and the judge of righteousness. But in that judgment also will be known the mercy of God through the blood that Jesus Christ shed upon a cross. That those who would believe that that blood can and does and will wash away all sins would have that hope of eternal life with God one day. Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil in Matthew 4, 1 through 10, and again, it amazes me that, again, going back to John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the word was God. This living word, when being tempted by the devil, used the written word that had been given to man. It is written. One of the things that the Jews were entrusted with that oracle of God. But if you go back to where it was written in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3, you will find where it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But it's in verse 2 of Deuteronomy chapter 8 that sets the tone for that. God led him 40 years in the wilderness to test him to know what was in their heart. Would they believe and obey God? And there's that reminder in that. He led them for 40 years in the wilderness. He did not abandon them. He had not forsaken them. He was with them. But the physical circumstances in which they found themselves, they thought maybe they had been abandoned. written for us that we can learn from it. How many times do we let the physical life determine how we view God? Why is God doing this to me? We never see it as the testing of our heart. Do I love the Lord my God with all of my heart with all of my soul, with all of my strength, and with all of my mind, do I trust him absolutely? Regardless of anything that happens physically. Regardless of anything for the length that takes place physically. 
Do I trust God? Absolutely. He is the Lord. Jesus is the Savior. And a home is being prepared for us. Paul would remind us in 2 Timothy 3 and verses 16 and 17. Every word is inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching, for correction, for training in righteousness. But every word is inspired. The word there has a meaning. Every word is God-breathed. Every word of the scriptures is God-breathed. The Jews had believed that. They simply didn't practice what they had read and preserved. It comes from God. All the challenges to the Bible are contrary to that. They do not stand. God is able to declare the end from the beginning, Isaiah 44, verse 6. I'm going to have somebody check me out on that one. Go to 46 and verse 10. Didn't sound right when I said it. Isaiah 46 and verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel will stand and I will do all my pleasure. Declaring the end from the beginning. The wisdom of God. Preserved for us. In order again that we might learn to trust him. Will the unbelief of man make the faithfulness of God without effect? Paul asked. Paul answered that in, earlier in, in Romans in chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. Will the unbelief of man make the faithfulness of God without effect? And the answer is no. Man has no excuse. There's something that God has created within man We may call it a conscience. We may call it morality. But it's God-given. A sense of right and wrong. There is not a society that has lived, or that, that is living or that shall live, that does not have rules and regulations and guidelines. Man has no excuse. Some of the haunting verses are found in Romans chapter 1, verse 24, 26, and 28. God gave them up. 
They are without excuse, but they chose not to have a respect for the Bible. They chose not to have a respect for the creator of the universe. They have chosen to sear their conscience over as with a branding iron. And there is a consequence. We have the hope of eternal life, and Paul told Titus in Titus 1 and verse 2, that this hope of eternal life comes from God who cannot lie. Otherwise, he could not be God. Satan is a liar, and he's the father of lies. God cannot lie. What he promised is true. Hebrews 6 and verse 18 said, it is, it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, when he says, or when Jesus says, I am the way, John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man, God cannot lie, no man can come to the Father except through Jesus. That's it. The fact that we have the Bible, the fact that we have the written word of God, that we have the Gospels, and that we call them Gospels, which means good news. Again, in Romans 3, verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, and verse 23, the wages of sin is death. The good news, there's a gift that God gives through the blood of Jesus Christ, eternal life. But it is for those who would believe and for those who would follow. God would judge the world by the word that he's given to the world. And man will be without excuse. Do we have a respect for the Bible? Do we treat it with respect? We answer to God for what he's given to us. You stand before the great creator of all the universe, the one who is supreme, that has all power, all authority, that separates the sheep from the goats and to eternal reward or eternal, to eternal punishment. Do you have a respect for that word that he's given to you? Enough to believe it? to trust it, and to follow it. We're going to be singing that invitation song. Oh, listen to our wonder story. Listen. It is a wonder story that gives a message of hope, forgiveness, an anticipation of an eternal reward.
that message of hope, that wonder story is open to all. But each one as an individual has to decide whether they will believe it, obey it, and live by it. And we make those choices every day that we live. So what choice are you making this morning? Do you need to make a change in your life to become a child of God? To renew that life in Christ Jesus again? If you need to make a change, you need help in that decision, if we could help you or assist you, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand.